0: Real Talk with Real Mums is an expert-advised and mum-approved podcast series about the pregnancy journey. Each episode, I talk to mums and experts about a wide range of topics, but there's so much to talk about that we can't fit into our normal episodes. So we thought we'd do a series of short mini-episodes to answer the questions you've always wondered about and the questions you never thought to ask. We're calling these mini-episodes Contractions. We would like to welcome Kathy Ryan here today. Kathy is Deputy Head of HR in the Rotunda Hospital.
1: Kathy, you might just give us a synopsis of your day-to-day life here at the hospital. I'm involved in all the HR services that the hospital provides. Um, so I would look at recruitment, um, training and development, metrics to the HSE, dealing with uh, staff queries. Um, so I'm involved in every element of HR at the Rotunda.
0: And Cathy, what are the main pieces of information around pregnancy and maternity leave
1: that people should be aware of? There is a Maternity Protection Act and um, that will outline all the statutory obligations and entitlements in relation to uh, Ireland and the work environment. So um, there's 26 um, weeks maternity leave and then you can take 16 weeks additional leave. Um, which is unpaid. Um, Essentially, most employees, if they're taking the unpaid leave, will be out of a work environment for nearly a year because they may take annual leave and parental leave and also bank holidays as well. Um, So a lot of uh, information is online. Um, So if you Google uh, the, uh, the Act, you'll find an awful lot of information there. Um, I suppose the challenging bit for employees can be some practical things um, rather than the legislation, because the legislation is very clear. Um, I suppose employees can be nervous about the pregnancy and how to tell and the impact it might have on the team, particularly maybe if somebody has a niche skill set or it's a small team. So um, questions around uh, when's the best time to tell, um, payments, you know, return to works, all those kind of questions are things that we would deal with routinely.
0: Cathy, if I'm an employee, for example, and I discover I'm pregnant, you know, you're overwhelmed,
1: you're thinking about all the things you have to do, where do I go first? So I suppose obviously you're, I'm working on the basis that you've followed through in terms of clinical care and you've made your decision about your hospital um, of choice, and hopefully it will be the rotunda. Um You know, there's a load of practical things that you need to consider. As I said, the legislation is very clear in terms of what the entitlements are, obligations, notice periods. Um, It's a protected leave. So if you are on leave, um, your role is very, very secure. Um, I suppose one of the challenges might be that in the early days, you may be feeling a little unwell with morning sickness and you mightn't have told your employer that you are pregnant. So um, a lot of employees can be nervous about when to tell their employer and most people generally are comfortable after the the first scan which usually happens at 12 weeks um, and I suppose there's practical reasons for that in that you're less likely to have a miscarriage after the 12-week period obviously it does happen but you're, you're less likely. Um, so you know sometimes people can be embarrassed about saying that they're pregnant, and they may not be comfortable themselves with the news and may not have told family members, um, but generally most people will wait till 12 weeks to, to give the feedback that they are pregnant. Um, in terms of notification, you, you don't have to give it even you know until much nearer the end of the pregnancy. However, um, I suppose if, if you are showing or if you're feeling unwell, um, you may need to avail of antenatal classes, extra uh, sick leave. Um, So it is useful to at least tell somebody in the organization or a colleague that you are pregnant. That doesn't work though in terms of notification. There is formal notification processes. Um, What I would recommend to employees is, um, you know, have a look at their intranet if they have one. Um, Look at their staff um, handbook or guide. Um, not everybody works in a large organization. Um, There might be one HR person that you can go to to give advice. Um, I suppose a lot of females are working in the environment so we look after each other as well and and, and give advice um, when required. Contracts of employment, I suppose it depends on the size of the organization, what resources you're going to have available um, to you. Uh, In terms of payments, a lot of the information is out there online but If you have any concerns, I would also recommend go to um, the payroll department because they will know your tax credits and they'll be able to give you advice on what your salary is going to be. Some organizations will pay a full salary minus the uh, maternity benefit, others do not. So that's something that that, uh, obviously money is important to keep the the revenue stream coming in. So in terms of notification, one of the benefits of maybe notifying um, reasonably early is is that depending on the job that you do, there may need to be a risk assessment. So you may not be feeling well enough to work through a night shift. Um, You may potentially be working with technology um, that might impact on uh, the baby. You could be working with chemicals. So there's all sorts of, uh, I suppose, just risks with different jobs that you may not have thought of. So that's something to think about if you're working in in maybe an environment where there is a lot of chemicals or you're working night shifts, um, or maybe if you're standing all day as well, depending on your pregnancy. Um, If there is somebody there to do a risk assessment, usually it will be occupational health um, or uh, sorry, the the health and safety are occupational health. Um, If you don't have that, generally most employers Uh, If a doctor or a GP has put something in a certificate, they will adhere to that as well and try and facilitate whatever the request is within reason.
0: So now I've gone past having the baby and I've decided that I'd like to breastfeed. Is there an opportunity for me to do that going back to work?
1: Yes, so there is. So uh, again, the legislation outlines what uh, the requirements are and uh, employers, Uh, will adhere to those requirements and employees just need to advise that they wish to avail of um, whatever uh, facilities are there.
0: One of the things that's come up in our previous conversations on the podcast is just around miscarriage and things maybe not working out well for people. What kind of support or safety net is there from the HR perspective?
1: Yeah, um, it depends on, um, I suppose, whether... uh, it's a miscarriage or a stillbirth, but the legislation does outline, um, you know, what uh, unfor- what you're entitled to should that situation arise. Um, and also, I suppose your healthcare professional will be very aware as well to give you the right terminology and support you through that process. Um, and social work as well can, can help as well. And finally, Cathy, what is your favourite thing about working in the Rotunda? It's great in that it's, generally good news obviously it can be sad uh, from time to time and when it's sad it is very sad but for the most part we're very lucky um, our patients aren't unwell uh, you see mums dads grandparents little brothers sisters etc coming in to get little bundles of joy be it blue pink cream and everything in between mums um, and dads going out with their uh, little bundles and loads of balloons and it's just an exciting service to be providing and uh, yeah, it, it, it's magical. So I love, I love that. Thank you so much for all of your knowledge here today and for joining us, Kathy.
0: If you have a question about the pregnancy journey that you want answered, chat to us on Twitter at Real Mums Podcast or visit realtalkwithrealmums.ie.